everyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Cult and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Welcome, listeners here and there and everywhere, all across the land. Across. I just said across. 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 Not across. Across. You've across me. Dude, that is so country. I am my my sincerest apologies. (laughs) For listeners here and there and everywhere, I'm sorry. (laughs) You are not across. You are across the land. Jesus was across. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is the Men Church Stuff podcast, and I am your used to be northern host, I suppose. It's no way, man. I still am. Yeah, I'm careful. Cult. It'll rub off yeah, on you, yeah. man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm DJ Culp, as always, here with my beloved brother-in-law, Brad Coleman. Brad, dude, happy snow week. It yeah. snowed, my friend. Oh, man, it's been it's been glorious. And what about you guys? Uh, we got a little bit of snow. Got a little bit. It's so cold that they 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 called an alternate method of instruction day. So that means the kids get to stay home. Tabby is stay home, and they work on their computers and they do their assignments. And oh wow! So it's not yeah. a snow day. It's an an right. alternate so, method so, of instruction day. So so they don't have to. It's AMI. It wasn't a cold day. It wasn't because of the cold today. It wasn't because of the cold today. Oh, I just um, I have yeah. just been informed. Okay. Yeah. Shame on you, Brad. Apparently, there was um, enough snow on the back roads and things that it would. Be- so, podcast world, I stand. I stand corrected. There was enough snow on the back roads to cause the school to get an AMI day. Um, I told my children not to interrupt because we were on the podcast, and yeah, uh, you know my my wife. <laughs> no, you're okay, Tabitha. Hey, everyone. That uh, that's my sister. That's my sister. It is okay. I mean, you know, this is real. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> well, Husbands, dude, you know, accept correction from your wife when you're wrong. <laughs> when you're wrong, that's right. And give even you a hard in, time about it later, yeah, even because, in a moment, <laughs> because you were recording a podcast at the time. That's right. Yeah, and we encourage you to take the same the same mentality, like into interviews. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, <laughs> sir, my apologies. I've got to I've got to take this because I forgot to leave the dish soap out for my wife. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and she was very quick to let me know that. So uh, I'll be this, right back. <laughs> yeah, right. This this is. This is like the greatest introduction of a podcast I think that we've had yet. Like, yep. <laughs> this is wonderful. So uh, we have had snow. Um, and uh, we, we, I mean, we had a, we had a good little snow. I say a good little snow, like for down here, it was, you know, it was earth shattering snow. We had about, we had, I don't know, four or five inches. 
Yeah. Um, and it stuck around. I mean, we've still got some snow on the ground, but uh, um, I uh, dude, I've got cabin fever. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I love snow. Um, snow days are amazing. Snow days with children, specifically <laughs> my age or our age, are less amazing. Hmm. Snow days without kids are like the coolest gift ever. Um, but what do you guys do? So like on a snow day, Brad, what's, what's like, what for you and Tabitha and the kids, what's your, what's your MO? What do you guys typically do? Well, you know, again, our kids are in a different space than yours. Yeah, very much. Right. Because a snow day for our kids means they get their stuff on and they go outside. Nice. Right. So you're in a place where you got to go out, you know, you can't just be sending Zoe out into the freezing snow. No, no. Um, so, <laughs> well, we, sh- we should not. I don't know if we should. I don't know if we yeah. cannot. We just should not. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes Patty and I will get out and do a little but Most of the time it means I'm watching them just enjoy themselves in the backyard. Right. Out the window, you know, rolling snowballs or mm-hmm. rolling snowmen. Huge, huge balls. Carrie Beth, by the way, is really good at making a huge, gigantic snowball and just that's awesome <laughs> for the snowman. Yeah. Um, but for us, then it usually means I make hot cocoa for when they come in. That's what my mom always did. Oh, cool. They come in for snow. Um, you know, do hot cocoa. This last time we we didn't have the stuff, so I had to make it up later. Oh. <laughs> postponed and of course they were like delayed uh, you're making are you making cocoa today and they, they knew i'd got the stuff so i was like yeah, yeah i'm going to do it i'm gonna do it when <laughs> L- later later uh, not and, right now yeah <laughs> well and within five minutes just it, it's not like they weren't all together right so within five minutes all three of them had came and asked me when are you going to make hot cocoa? <laughs> I remember Carrington was the last one. I said, so, do my third, but yeah, oldest child, but my third yeah, child right. coming by today, later today, I will make hot cocoa. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I you know, kind of do the dad, like, don't ask me again. Don't do it. Like, yeah, or, or, or I won't make hot cocoa. Or, or it'll be longer, right? <laughs> as long as it's going right. the more you ask me. I've done <laughs> aren't, you, like, but, aren't you glad that God, that God operates on the exact, like, reverse thing? Like, you know, God doesn't say, if you keep coming to me, I, 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 will, I will absolutely delay everything. Stop asking, you know? <laughs> I'm so glad God's cooler than us. <laughs> well, but yes, but I think if we take it out of God's playbook, right? Because God says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times when we get in trouble as parents, is when we're like later, maybe. That's we, true. We give, yeah. You don't give this. I mean, not that God always gives us a definite time, right? Sometimes he says, wait, he does. You yeah. know, or, yeah. or not yet. When I'm ready. So, but. But like when if guy goes like, hey God, are you gonna do this? Like, yes. Okay. And we're supposed to accept that. And it's a done deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now when it happens, sure, that's up for that's up yeah. for debate. But so, um 
and, and uh, shoot for Abraham and Sarah, it was like what twenty years? Twenty five years, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a long yes. Hey you guys, guess sit, what? You're you not should, gonna yeah, have yeah. to wait for the hot cocoa <laughs> promise as long as Abraham long. and Sarah. Don't go trying to make it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're cause a mess. <laughs> I'm mixing some, oh, some stories funny. and metaphors and stuff up there. So, uh, dude, so our MO is, um, is we'll go out once. We might go out twice, but it's, it's rare. We'll go out once. And I think, I think to be quite honest, I think the reason that we probably go out once, number one, as you mentioned, you know, our kids are very much in a different space than yours. Um, Noah, he, so he's seven and I think that he would have been okay to go out a couple more times, (laughs) but like. Even he gets annoyed with about with like the get up that's involved to go out in the yeah. snow. Um, Addie and Addie, I don't know. Addie may have enjoyed it. She's she'll be she'll be four <laughs> in in May, but um, Zoe, she's she'll walk in it. She's not gonna play in it. Um, but I mean, yeah. you know, she she'll be two at the end of this month. So. Um, but I remember, you know, living, growing up, growing up in Chicago uh, with Tabitha, that I mean, we would go out a handful of times. We wouldn't go out all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we, but I mean, it was, it was also, it was also just a different type of life, um, you know. When, when number one, winter, winter lasted far longer than it does in the state of Tennessee. Um, Meaning that for listeners, or uh, you know, if you've never visited the state of Tennessee in the quote unquote winter time, um, we had we had winter begin on Monday, and winter is pretty much going to end tomorrow, on yeah. on uh, you know the, the, of the recording. Uh, so the, so the Saturday after Martin Luther King Day, um, that's it. That's our winter. We get about a week. We might get two, but really, that's it's it's about a week. So, but yeah, man, our mo is just we we kind of lounge around the house and. We'll watch movies. Noah play some video games. We'll play. Um, we'll play board games or whatnot. Mm. Um, we don't fix hot cocoa because the kids don't like it. The kids <laughs> like the, my my kids like the idea of hot cocoa. They actually don't like well, hot cocoa. Now, now, DJ, when I say I make hot cocoa, I don't mean I pour like powdered Nestle's, you know, packets into a cup and stir. Okay. I mean, like I, I you make go stove homemade, top, don't you? I make oh, homemade dude. hot cocoa. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's my awesome. mom always did. Like, a, yeah, heat the water, melt the sugar, put the cocoa powder in. You know, add the other stuff, and yeah. So no, we go, we we go, we a, go, we go Swiss Miss. Yeah. So, and again, most of the time, if they're going to do it themselves, they'll do that. Now, Isaiah yeah. actually has got to where he was will put together like his own like powder. In a mason jar, actually. Nice, Anna's, man. Anna's actually yeah. doing that right now because we said hot cocoa, and she's like, oh. <laughs> she wants it. Well, I want it now. Yeah, you heard the microwave beef. That's what it was. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, so sometimes I think that makes a difference too. Yeah, you know, it's it's cool. You know, they got their own mugs, and that's fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, like like yeah, again, we're 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 nearing that stage. So. Well, as as uh, as we discussed, you know, right before the show, um, that uh, listeners, um, our our topic today, um, our topic today is 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 it's a serious one, but like 
I think that there's a, I think there can be enough lightheartedness about it that, mm-hmm. um, we don't want to beat um, anybody up. No, gosh. Like, well, we're and, not here on and, this podcast to beat anybody up. No, as a matter of fact, I like, I, I empathize. I really do with our topic today, which is quitting church. Um, and when I say I empathize about it, um, so Brad, you grew up as a deacon's kid. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I grew, and I grew up as a pastor's kid. So the way that the way that Brad's Brad's kids are growing up. Um, and before we get started, I just want to say to to the listeners, um, if if you have ever been um, ever been hurt by the church, if if you know if something has ever gone awry, where um, you know you felt the need to to move your membership or um, or or whatnot, just know that that like there is no judgment on any on on either of our parts for sure. That's that's not that's not what this show is about, and that's not what we're about at all. Um, so. So to kind of just just kind of um, get this get this kicked off here, Brad. Um, have you ever walked into an establishment only to turn right around and leave? I never walked into an establishment only to turn right around and leave. I'm sure I have. I'm just trying to think of what it is. I feel so, like the better one is probably a story about my wife. Let me, let me. Yeah. Yeah. No, me, no, no. It's fine. I've got, I've got one about my dad. That's, that's really more than me. Okay. Yeah. So, so let me start with um, one of your mother's favorite stores. Uh, I think it closed down now uh-huh. in Tennessee was dirt cheap. And it was like a resale <laughs> shop. Like right I heard about would, it. Yeah. Yeah. They like, they get like Amazon pallets and all these returns and all this stuff. And they would sell right. it at discount prices. And I, Tabby and I would go down there and we loved it too, because that's yeah. kind of our, our jam. You know, you, you got to kind of be selective, but there's a lot sure. of returns where just like people got stuff and they're like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I really didn't want it. Yeah. You know, Amazon's almost like Walmart. It's like, ah, you want to return it within 90 days? Sure. Just send it back. We don't care. Right. Uh, and, and so you had all this great stuff. You had to dig and find the treasure, um, but dirt cheap. So when we moved to Missouri mm-hmm. and right down the road from us <laughs> is a dirt cheap. And Tabby saw this and she was so excited. And so she parked, pastor's wife parked, went in, and it's probably a couple of aisles in when she re- looks really looks up and realizes <laughs> this is a liquor store. I'm in a liquor store. <laughs> This is not this is not the same dirt cheap um that's in Tennessee. Uh, this is a totally different dirt, dirt cheap. Awesome. And the, the, the well and the, the funny thing was, but even their logos and stuff looked similar. So it was almost no like a, yeah, like a for real oh, wow. the color schemes. Yeah, yeah. But for the next year and a half, I loved to tell people. That my mother-in-law's favorite store was dirt, <laughs> dirt cheap. And listeners, what you also have to know, like just sort of the cherry on top of of all of this, is mom is my mother is one hundred and eighty degrees away from anything that has to do with alcohol. She's so like teetotaler. I mean, yeah, she yeah, teetotaler. Like exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she is absolutely like nineteen twenties prohibition. That is that so, is my mother. If she's yeah. listening to this right now, she's probably gasping. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Missy. I love you. Yeah, right. We're like, I mean, come on, mom. Own it. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's funny. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. So for <laughs> us, I, I suppose, Brad, whenever I wrote the question, I, I, you know, I got to thinking about, about myself and I've never, I've never like turned around and walked out of, of a store um, that I was unaware of, of like what it, what the insides were um, for me, you know, if there's ever a time that I really just turn around and walk out of a store, it's really, it's because I'm on a time crunch and, and just the most common time that that ever happens is I'll, I'll think, you know, I think I've got a couple extra minutes um, and listeners, for those of you who have ever done this, Bravo, you, you, you understand it. For those of you who have not, trust me, it works most of the time that if you're in a time crunch and you want like coffee or you want to stop at McDonald's Burger King for breakfast or something and, and the line through the drive-thru is long, you have two options. Number one, you can just choose to go somewhere else or number two, pull in and actually walk inside and like, as you know, kind of, kind of get a, kind of get a feel. I mean, if there's a long line inside, then just keep going. But typically in the morning, if the drive-thru is long, that means no one's going inside. So you pull in and, and walk in. You, you you can actually get out before um, in a quicker time. So anyways, for me, usually if I ever turn around and walk out, it's a coffee shop. And I think I don't have time. Yeah. And I'll, and like I'll, I'll get in line for about – and this is seriously. I'll get in line for about 15 seconds or less, and I'll think, yeah, I just need – I just need to – I just need to keep going. So I'll turn around and walk out. But there's a time that I remember it stuck out, stuck out to me because I, I haven't, I know my dad has this personality, but I very rarely saw him use it. We walked into, we were, we were on vacation coming back. I don't know where we were, but, but, um, or what state we were in, but we stopped at a Dairy Queen. Um, Dairy Queen, I love you. I really love Dairy Queen. So we walked into this just random one. And, uh, you know, and we did the family thing when you stop for, for anything, the first thing you do is go to the bathroom. Everybody mm -hmm. like, that's the way I grew up. Anytime we stop, the first thing we, we go to the restroom, we, dad and I went to the men's restroom and they had no soap and they had no paper towel. So we didn't really know what to do, but we came out and we, we, which I suppose is kind of disgusting in and of itself, but we we started to stand in line, at which point in time, dad saw a Dairy Queen employee go into the men's restroom and then come back out. Yeah. And dad called the called called like the manager out. Do you realize that not only do you, that you don't have soap and you don't have paper towel, but you had an employee who exited the men's restroom and went into the kitchen, at which point the manager said, well, they they washed their hands in the back. That's a no go. For my dad, that's a no go unless I know that there's so they do. <laughs> sure, they do. So we, dude, they we always left. wash their hands. It made me feel so awkward, but so, I mean, yeah. we, we left. So, so on that note, I I had a professor in college that was uh -huh. also a health inspector. Mm -hmm. so it was like mm -hmm. a health and communicable diseases class. I took as yeah. an elective. It was an interesting class. Um, she said. I have inspected so many places that I will tell you if I go into a place uh -huh. and the bathroom is nasty, she said, my advice to you is walk out. Don't eat there because <laughs> if the bathroom there. is nasty, the kitchen is nasty. She said, I mean, she said, it's I, almost, yeah. almost a hundred percent. If the bathroom is not taken care of, they're not taking yep. care of the kitchen. So, yeah, but also the opposite is true. So 
if you're going to a place and you go into the bathroom and it's like pristine and it like yeah. actually smells good and it's the, yeah, right. the, then you can probably be confident that the kitchen is the same. Yeah, it's uh, sanitary. Yeah. So so she said, I've walked out of so many restaurants because I'll go to the bathroom first. If I'm not That's inspecting, awesome. I'll go to the bathroom first. And it's like, nope, we're not in here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So the so the obviously I you know hope, hopefully it's obvious to the listeners that that I've used that question as a hinge yeah as to um so Brad not necessarily as a pastor I mean I, you know if you if you mm. want to pull from that feel free but in your in your life experience mm. what is the most common reason that you've seen people uh, you know quit church I know it's kind of a snarky way to say it but um, what's the most common reason. Well, I'm I'm gonna say there's two. Okay. And 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 they're interpreted as one. All right. But they're but they're different. Sure. Uh-huh. Um so one is hurt. Yeah. And the other is offended. And I think a lot of times people say I've been hurt, or or they or in their mind they're going, yeah. I've been hurt. When really they've just been offended. Now, sometimes we're offended and that's the other person's fault. Sometimes we're offended because of (laughs) us. It's our fault. Yeah, right. Because we're stupid. And I've I've been both. Um, And I've I've been quote unquote hurt in my own mind only to kind of have to own later that really, uh, no, I just, I was just offended. Um, and because being offended hurts, uh, but there's a difference because yeah. when I say that we've been hurt, someone's been hurt by the church. The way I want to define that is something that should not have happened outside of the normal, you know, just conversations and, and normal stuff. Something so, some so big, big all, enough to go, I'm like going to go, if you're coming to me as a pastor, or just as a person, and you're uh-huh. saying this happened to me, yeah. and I'm saying, I'm sorry, that shouldn't have happened so, to you. Even if so, it wasn't, you know, something again, not not just my church, any church, you know, they, yeah, that they shouldn't have, you know, and, and again, that can be based on being offended, but but, but it's a deeper thing. It's not yeah. just hey, you hurt my feelings. It's it's like hey, you you hurt me to my core. Yeah, and 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 if it's okay, I I'm going to use a word properly that I think very much, and I don't want to I don't want to open this up, but I want to use a word here that our culture uses too narrowly. I think what you're talking about is an actual injustice. Yeah, right. Somebody, you know, yeah. somebody, somebody who who when I say innocent, I'm not talking about their nature, but yeah. somebody who almost whether it's direct or indirect is like collateral yeah. damage that that should not have been hurt they they are actually yeah. innocent in in this in the setting yeah yeah now i will say that we have to be mindful that we don't always know what people have gone through no you're exactly Dude. right absolutely and so and so sometimes even though something maybe was meant not as harshly as it came across yeah with a person who is bruised and already bruised and broken emotionally mentally 
yeah. then that can then that can come off and cause that greater hurt. Right, let me give you an example. I'm not using names, and this is long ago and far away. Yep. Um, and and that and I will say that in this case, uh, over time, God resolved this situation. So yeah. <laughs> Um, but I know of someone who was visiting churches and because their wife went there, they had been not coming for a very long time. Uh-huh. She had been praying for them to come so that they would receive salvation and church had been praying for that. Well, he started coming. So it's uh-huh. great. And yeah. then, the, and then, like he would come at the, especially the fellowship dinners, which was an off day. It was a, it was a Saturday, different, you know, not as many people, not not Sunday morning, slightly more laid back, and had come to several of those until someone said, and I witnessed this, and I saw it happen, and I was younger, and I just. I cringed. I didn't say anything at the time. Um, someone said, well, the only reason that you're coming is just for the food. Gosh, and, and they man. kind of framed it like they were kidding. And, and they were a person that was known more for that. And the, and the person, the, the two people knew each other. So they had somewhat of a friendship. Um, so I, I don't know that it was something that they thought that that would come out of it. I think they were trying probably to be funny. I don't know. Maybe they weren't. I can't look at people's hearts. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, But I know what happened was he stopped coming for a long time after that. He just stopped coming. And, and so again, was there a great injustice done there? Not, not necessarily. Um, But these harsh words received on a broken guy yeah, man. who then was who was offended yeah. um but it, because of the hurt and sure you know so he stopped coming so i think as the church we've got to be mindful now there are times of great injustice where people are being uh, abused or violated or or uh, even mentally abused or those kind of things. And those are situations that really need to be, uh, when they come to light as best we can dealt with. Right. You know, we, we need to to take them serious and deal with them. But, but there's a lot of times I think, and again, it's a fine line with the offended. Um, but we've got to be careful and mindful of our words. Yes. So, in in light of that i would i would like to i would just like to to add this you just interject this and i may mm-hmm. have said this on the podcast before but it's certainly bear it's certainly worth bearing repeating mm-hmm. um one of the most valuable lessons that i ever learned about about words was actually whenever mm-hmm. i was defending my dissertation mm-hmm. down at the university of mississippi my dissertation chair um we were talking about mm-hmm. i wrote things I wrote some things that were kind of emotional that I didn't realize. Um, and my dissertation chair in a, in, in a, in a discussion during my defense just simply said, yeah, DJ words mean things. 
And all of a sudden, I don't know why, but all of a sudden, those three words, words mean things, be like just blew up in my mind that everything that we say, we need to assume, not just we'll be held accountable to the Lord, but that like people that are around us that hear words come out of our, 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 our words out of our mouth, out of our mouths we need to be like, we need to hold <laughs> ourselves accountable to, and they're going to hold us mm-hmm. accountable to that. Yeah. Um, even, you know, and, and I'm the world's worst at, at sarcasm. Like mm. I love being snide and snarky. It's, it's a character flaw unless people n- absolutely know me so well. And I'm careful how I word yeah. things, but, um, I mean, I, I can certainly come across super judgy and I don't mean to, you know, well, my advice to like youth pastors. Okay. Because this is one of the things that I realized as a youth pastor and Mm -hmm. um, because as a youth pastor, a lot of times it's, it's, you're dealing with teenagers. They're picking at you. Yeah. You're picking at them. It's a back and forth. It's, it's for a lot, it's almost like a love language. You know, one one of my favorite coaches in high school, like, like if he wasn't picking on you, he may probably didn't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's right. You know, and yeah. again, we're not we're not talking about severe stuff, just little stuff. But one of the things that I realized, and so my advice to youth pastors is, never pick at something. One with teenagers, their appearance. Stay away from it. Oh gosh, don't yeah. give them yeah. a hard time about their appearance. Because they are super conscientious about that, um, especially females, but males too. You yeah. know, don't make fun of their weight. Don't make fun of those things. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, they come in with a giant purple hat on. Okay, that's free game. Um, that that is free game. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, stay away from from the standard stuff. If it's something that you know for sure that they are conscientious about, that they are, uh, they are. That's not the right word. I mean, it could be, but that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, something that they're worried about in the sense of, you know, does this look all right? Do I look all right? Or something that they're oh, not confident yeah. about. Yeah. Um, if it's something that they struggle with, you know, with, with their identity. Hey, it's a guy that just got glasses and, and he feels like, you know, everybody's going to make fun of me for him. Don't do that. Don't yeah. touch that. Don't let other people touch that. Yeah, know. right. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I would I would agree that in a loving way, yeah. protect protect yeah. the people that that could potentially be hurt for sure. So so I think we have to be careful as people to be mindful of other people's feelings um and what they're going through. And yeah. we got to read situations. And and sometimes that means that those of us who may be picky and and sarcastic and on other people that, that we have got to be prepared when we see that land wrong. Yeah. To go to that person and say, look, I'm sorry. Like yes. I was, I, I did not, I was not trying to offend you. Um, I, yeah. I, I, and I, I was trying to joke around, but I can see I crossed the line, you know, and, and, now, and seek I- to bridge those gaps. And I would like to to add on the back end of that because for me, Brad, um, I I think for me the the most 
the the reasons that I've seen most often of people leaving church, people quitting church. And when I say quitting church, I'm not I'm I'm gonna add like two cave or two categories to quitting church, either A, just mm. quitting entirely, or B, mm. leaving one church and moving to another. Yeah. Um is is certainly being hurt. Mm-hmm slash offended as you mentioned even you know they are they can yeah. overlap or they not they might not but the other one is they because people don't get their way yeah but mm-hmm. to to kind of to kind of add on the back end of what you were saying you know if if someone says something cross or if somebody says yeah. something snarky and, it, and it's not received well or if somebody you know if somebody is is super critical whatever mm-hmm. and and the result is not what you expected yeah. Yes, absolutely. You need to you, please I beg you go go ask forgiveness, apologize yeah. and do it sincerely. Don't do it don't do it off, off of a checklist. Yeah. But on the back but on the back end of this of of this exchange what you have to remember is that because it is true that words mean things. We are not the ones who get to decide how deeply they cut. We don't get yeah. to. We don't have the right to say, right. but look, I apologized. Yeah. Like, what else do you want me to say? I'm like, right. you have to let that simmer. And now you have to, now you have to let God handle the re- the remainder of the relationship. And yeah. sometimes what we say may actually cut so deeply because Brad, as you mentioned, we don't, yeah. we also don't, don't get to decide yeah. people's history. Right. We don't get to decide how deeply a snarky comment may actually yeah. cut. Not having having nothing to do with our current situation, but having to do yeah. with the situation that happened another church happened at another church twenty five years ago, um, yeah. and yes, I think that there uh, like forgive me for saying this, Brad, but I do think that there is credence a little bit to say, yeah. well, sometimes people need to grow up. You know what? I'm yeah. I'm in I'm in full support of look. We need to be able to move on. Yes, however. If we if we claim that, then we are not holding ourselves accountable to the words that are coming out, um, coming out of our mouths. And I mean, we've got to do that. Um, so, so Proverbs twenty six nineteen. Yeah. All right. Proverbs twenty six nineteen is a verse that is. Uh, well, let me say this: it's a verse that stepped on my toes. Um, it's a verse that I think, especially again, being sarcastic or whatever. Yeah, you gotta be careful with it. Proverbs twenty six nineteen says, actually, it starts with eighteen. Okay, this is, this is what these are God's words. Okay? Yeah, like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death. Firebrands, arrows, and death, and death. Say that God's pretty serious about this. That's yeah. those are murderous things. Yeah, right. So is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, was I not joking? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. I mean, that's 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 we we need to take that to heart. Some of us, us all I mean, like we all need to take that heart. Some of us need to take that to heart more than others because we roll off of when people get hurt or offended. We go, I was joking. Well, I was just joking. If if that was. Yeah. If that was like, so you can't be offended. Yeah. Now, I, I think there's an important part with with that. There, there's a difference between saying, hey, I was joking. Take it over it. And saying, my intention was not to offend you and I'm sorry. 
No doubt, like, man. That's like exactly knowing right. Knowing what I know yes. now, seeing how this, you know, all this, um, yep. I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm think gonna, I, cer- that, you know, I wish I hadn't said that. I'm I certainly sorry. think making a beeline to the apology, <laughs> and and again, in a sincere way, people, if right. if if, if, I'm if sorry we're you got offended by what I said. I know, right? Yeah. If and, and if and if we're a church family and we know the the people that that are in question, then that means that they know us too. Yeah. And now, and yeah, so now here's the other side of the equation. Mm-hmm. Right. God, Jesus on the cross, <clears throat> used these words. Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Right. And so as a believer, as a Christian, it is our place to forgive. Mm-hmm. Now, let me also set up this caveat. Because we misuse forgiveness. Right? Forgiveness, when I forgive you, it means I no longer hold this to your charge. Bingo. Yep. However... What it doesn't mean is I can't, I don't set up boundaries to be, you know, especially in situations where there is abusive situations where you've said something to somebody and you've gone, look, when you say stuff like this, it hurts me. And they continue to do those things. You need to, you need to continue to forgive them. One, you don't need to carry unforgiveness because that's poison. It will destroy you. it, It will eat away at your heart and soul. And you just don't do that. Right. People that hold grudges for like 40, 50, 60 years, I'm like, man, how miserable yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah, you need to let it go. Like, let, like give that to God. Vengeance is his. Let, let him have it all. Be free of it. Forgive. <laughs> don't hold it to the charge. Now, love keeps no record of being wronged. So I think we, there, there is that. That's true. Side of of wiping things clean and yeah. trying to start new. However, God also gives us wisdom. He says, "Be shrewd like the serpent, yep, and harmless like the dove." Um, if you keep walking into a situation and they continue to to abuse you, then you need to set up a boundary that keeps you out of that situation. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that I you know you. You've you need to do that. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. Now, people go well, turn the other cheek, and and I'm absolutely Jesus said turn the other cheek. But the way I understand that that comes from a, that's a position of power, right? I could slap you back, DJ. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. And I'm not not slapping you back because I'm afraid to slap you back. I'm. I'm saying, really, in my mind, you slap me. In my humanity, I have the right to slap you back. Right. But I'm choosing not to. I'm restraining myself. I'm turning the other cheek. Do not let Jesus's turn the other cheek keep you into a place of abuse. Yeah. Because that's not what it's about. And, 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 and I mean, I... Love to have that conversation with anybody. Listen, if you, I'm going to put this out here right now. If you're in an abusive relationship, you're in an abusive situation, or you think you might be, um, 
pastorbradcoleman at gmail.com. Send me, send me an email. You want to connect. You want to have a conversation. Uh, you want to look at what does the Bible say about it? You know, because there are people that are in situations that have been convinced because I'm a believer, I have to stay in this situation. Um, and, and God has some pretty specific things in his word uh, to say about that. And people tend to take out of context, again, stuff like turn the other cheek. Yeah. Like right. my husband's beating me every day and I, I, but I'm supposed to turn the other cheek. That is not what that scripture's talking about. It is not. Right. That is that is not proper exegesis of that scripture. And that is and and if the abusive party is using that, I mean that's 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 duly wrong. Not only are you yeah. misusing the word of God, but you're being abusive with your misuse intentionally. Yeah, right, and, right. And and so when God says vengeance is mine, he's serious, and we need to take that seriously. Because yeah. you know, what a man sows yeah, lost. That's exactly right. right. But but again, I encourage you. You know, reach out to me. I I'm not Jesus. I'm not a savior. I can't make your situation all better. But if it's a matter of um, you're staying in a situation, or you're not setting up a boundary with a with a loved one, or maybe you do need to leave a church because maybe yeah, there's and, an abusive situation. But and, what and I that's want actually what I was to, thinking here, Brad, not to leave the church. Right, not to leave the meetings of other, but but to find a good biblical, scripture preaching, Bible practicing church. Now you're not going to find a perfect one, and I think this is where people get hooked up. People, if you go into a church looking for a reason to be offended, whether you realize it or not, that that's what you're doing, you'll find one. If or, you or, if you begin a friendship with me. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a friend to him until he gives me, you know, uh, until he offends me. I, I'm going to offend you. I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to because that's part of relationship. Any any relationship that that we are in, no matter how good it is. Matter of fact, arguably, my wife and I have hurt each other more probably than than most other people have hurt us because that relationship's so close. Right. Now we've apologized probably more to each other and we've done things to mend those things yeah, more sure. than anything else. So it's a two-way street, but there is a time to go. This is an abusive situation. There's a time to go, God, do you want me to stay here? You want me to leave, you know, that God will lead you somewhere else. When people come to me and they go, this, this person's not coming to our church anymore. One of my first questions is, are they going somewhere else? Yeah. And if the answer is, well, yeah, they're going over to this church. Now, as long as I know that that church is, again, sometimes I don't know. Okay, well, you know, that's uh, hopefully that's a good situation for them. But a lot of times it's a it's a pastor that I do know in our community. And I go, well, hey, you know, Pastor Brad Adams is, is a great pastor. And so that's, that's a solid church. I know he's preaching the word. I know he loves his people. So yeah, yeah. that's a good, that's and maybe yeah. a better fit for them. So, and I've told my people, I'm not worried about the people that leave our church and go to another church. I'm concerned with the people that leave our church and don't. Where, where did they go? Now, sometimes yeah. people disconnect and they need to reconnect. But DJ, we all know people that haven't been to church 
in years because of something that happened or a couple things that happened. And well, let me ask you this then, Brad. Um, so I, I like in, in my mind, what I'm, what I'm envisioning, um, what I'm envisioning kind of the people that are, that are tuning in right now are either folks that, um, listeners that have been hurt and have figured out a way to, to get, you know, when I say get over it, I mean, like that have worked, that have worked through it. There you go. Yeah. Um, With God in a biblical Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, not just a, not just a, not just on their, on their, on their own will, but um, either A, those folks, or B, people who have been hurt by the church and are, are still dealing with um, the repercussions, right? The, the, the residue. So my question then is um, to put it, to put it on a, on a positive spin, like, right. The, the reconciliation side, Um, the question is not just to you, but the question is why have, why have we stayed in church? And let me, let me, let me share something that um, I'm, this is actually the very first time that I've ever shared this publicly. Um, But I, I really think it, I think that it's time. And the reason I think that it's time goes back to, um, Mm. you know, one of the things that, that, that you and I both, both mentioned on the, on the show is that this is, this show is not to condemn people, right? It's not to, it's not to try to guilt folks into, well, you need to be in church. The idea here is, is, is it actually possible to, to be, when I say hurt by the church, I'm not talking like somebody slapped your hand and you're like, well, I don't like that. I'm going to go somewhere else dummy like that's that's not what this is about um this is this is on a different spin right and when i say in a different spin as a pastor's kid i mean the church that i went to is the church that dad pastored and so you know if if (laughs) if we left the church just because dad actually got another job and 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 we left we left the church and joined another one but um it wasn't until like years years later um one of the churches that 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 my dad pastored um, when I was growing up, um, uh, outside of Chicago, they moved us and I didn't know why, like the house and I, and I held, I held a lot of resentment for a long time. Um, the house that, that I grew up loving, I knew the back, I knew like the back of my hand. I mean, it was that it was the house that sort of, as I've always worded it, like my memory started in, they moved us. We lived in another house for about a year and a half. And then dad took another job. The house that we moved to was a dump mm. comparatively, comparatively so. But my dad revealed to me years later, um, like when I say years later, I we we moved when I was in sixth grade. He revealed to me, he revealed this to me when nearly when I was done with college. So lots of time had had passed. That the reason that they moved us is because the church was sick and tired of of dad. And they wanted to get rid of him. And how like dad, dad, dad kept saying, I don't feel like that, like, like God is doing this yet. So the church took it into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we get rid of him? Let's move him into a dump. We're going to sell the house that he's currently living in. We'll move him. We'll move him to to a bigger dump or to not a bigger dump, but a dump. And maybe that'll maybe that'll get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a year and a half, we lived in this house. And I mean, you know, as a kid, whatever. Okay. But dad said that once, once we actually did leave um, and dad found another job, you know, God called him to, to a church in Kentucky. 
that, and I don't know how he found this out, but one of the deacons of, of that previous church, when they walked in after we were gone, when they walked in to really assess the situation of the home, he said that, that this particular man just stood there and cried and said, we put them through this. Now, the reason I'm saying that is not to give people that have been hurt by the church more ammunition to say, see, see, the church is full of dumb people. The church is full of people that are willing to hurt others. That's not I don't want to give you more ammunition. Trust me when I say that that is one of a billion other stories that you don't have to hear from me and Brad. You can go Google them. Trust me when I tell you there are plenty of people that that are that are upset at, at the church. Some of it is rightly so. What I the reason I wanted to share that first time I've ever shared that publicly, the reason I wanted to share that is because of this. When I found that out, it did break my heart. And I I had to revisit a lot of memories and think, you know, and and think, so what about this memory? What about that memory? What about this person? What about that person? And then I began the actual healing process. But I had a choice, Brad, and I remember this distinctly. I had a choice. My choice was this. Well, shoot. I mean, if people at that church are willing to do it, aren't there people everywhere else willing to do it? And the, my choice was this. Should I, should I stay in church or should I not? So my question here is, why have we stayed in church? Mm-hmm. For me, I, I grew up because of, how my, because of how my parents raised me and my sister, the conversations that we would have, not in a church setting, certainly not the, the sermons that dad would, that dad would preach, mm-hmm. but the, the conversations that we would have in our, in our home about who the church is and how how the church is supposed to love God and how God like adores mm. his church loves his church intimately and deeply i actually grew up with the church being a like a family member to me mm. and I, I kind of want to, I really don't want to chase a rabbit. But when I say that I have heard far too often, many skeptics saying, well, the reason I feel that way is actually just because I was, I was, that's how my parents were. That's how my parents raised me. And so I can't abandon that part of my psyche. And I would say, I call bull crap. That's not why, because I had the opportunity. And well, I remember, there's, there's I quite remember, a few people that have abandoned that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I knew in my core through the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit and only through the Holy Spirit that if I were to leave the church, that my faith would would absolutely suffer. And I knew Mm -hmm. my faith was based on truth. My faith, my faith was not based on how, you know, how how church family members treat. So what about you, though? Like what? So and, and, and you know, if you've ever been hurt by the church and you want to you want to go into that, it's fine. But but. Why have why have you decided to stay in church? And let's do this, Brad. Not necessarily like unless you want to. Not necessarily like as a pastor, but just as a as a person, as a human. Why have you stayed in church? Because, I mean, it can get messy. And hmm. I, I think the simple answer for me is Jesus. I'm down with that. All right. So so here's here's I don't come to church just to be with other people. Yeah. I don't I don't come to church just because it's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I mean sometimes 
that, <laughs> that has been an aspect of why <laughs> I didn't quit at a particular moment. Um, yeah. I go to church to worship God with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I, I go to church to, uh, you know, to either to preach the word or to hear the word preached and proclaimed. I go to church to be, seek to be in relationship with other brothers and sisters in Christ. But I mm -hmm. go to church because of Jesus. Yeah. And you know, I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites. Absolutely. Because here's the reality. On some point or another, we're all being a hypocrite. Uh, now, are there people that that's, they're known for that? Absolutely. Um, however, and, and there's a difference. There's a difference between someone who is living a life of being a hypocrite and sometimes someone who is a hypocrite from time to time. Um, they're both wrong in those moments, but... But I think what we have to own is like, I don't come to church to see this person or that person. I don't come to church really for even because, oh, wow, uh, I woke up this morning. I wanted to go this. I'll tell you from the one of my favorite comics as a pastor is this guy who's got the covers pulled up, you know, up to his eyes. And he goes, I don't want to go to church today. And the foot <laughs> of his bed is his wife. And she says, but honey, you're the pastor. <laughs> yeah and i felt that yeah um one of the things that and i and i said this in a sermon recently a few years ago i was very discouraged i was very depressed i, I went to uh, a, a summit they had a worship service they were singing these beautiful worship songs whole group hundreds of people sitting there singing and i'm toward the back and I said to God in my in my heart and in my mind, I said, I don't feel like worship. I don't feel like singing. Mm -hmm. I, I I love you, but I don't feel like worshiping you right now. And and I was, you know, it was kind of like, I'm I'm sorry for that, God. But I for for me too, I hate being fake. Like yeah. the idea of being fake. I know, just, right? Just irks Whoa. me. And so here I don't want to be like singing. Yeah. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, or whatever it was that we were singing, uh, and be being fake. You know, so I'm sitting there, like, just really struggling, going, God, I, I don't feel like worship. And I feel like the Holy Spirit said to me, worship me anyway. Mm. Worship me anyway. Yeah. And and I remember a tear rolling down my face. Uh, actually, it became several tears rolling down my face. Yeah, sure. I cried big, ugly tears in the middle of all these people. Um but I said in my heart to God, I can do that. Like, if that's acceptable for you, yeah. that I can sit here and not feel like worshiping. Yeah. But worship you anyway. If 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 that's acceptable to you, then then I'll do that. And I did. And 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 God moved on my heart. Didn't, everything wasn't all well, but it, it was an inoculation of of mercy and grace and and I grew, I think, so much in that moment because I realized one of the truths is worship is not about how I feel. Yep. And I think that's where we get messed up with the church is I don't, I don't, I didn't feel, I don't feel this. I don't feel that. I don't feel like I'm getting fed. I don't feel right. this. Well, you don't have to feel it to be it. 
Right. Are you coming because the pastor is awesome? That's not why I go to church. And I'm the pastor. <laughs> I go to church because Jesus is awesome. Yeah. And there's yeah. a dumb donkey up there preaching the gospel because God will use dumb donkeys to, to yeah. preach his word. Again, I'm the pastor. <laughs> I can yeah, say right. that about the dumb donkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, I can make a pretty good argument for that, but I'm not going to because I, I don't need any help. <laughs> but well, so what? But I, worship, worship. We go to church to worship and to worship together with broken people. We are broken people. Let's go with broken people. Again, that yeah. doesn't mean you don't need to get out of an abusive situation. There are right. churches out there that are not preaching the gospel. There are churches out there that aren't living the gospel. There, there are churches out there that are doing more harm than good. And some, in some ways, I'm going, mm, some of them I even go, Do, can we even classify them as a church? Just because they say it's a church. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a podcast for another day. Yeah. Go ahead, DJ Williams. Yeah. So um, just to kind of like my, my actually, Brad, my computer battery is burning low. My, <laughs> yeah, right. My, just, just as a, as a way to wrap up mm -hmm. listeners, um, there are, there are churches out there and I don't know where you live and I don't know the churches in the area, but there are churches out there with people who not, it's not just that they love Jesus, but that they want to share mm -hmm. his love. They want to share his mercy. They want to share his, his sacrifice. They want to share his grace with with people in the church and outside the church mm -hmm. and i don't know i have no idea and, and i'm certainly not going to pretend um you know to even paint with a broad brush as to you know how how listeners that are that are tuning in um have you know have been hurt how are mm -hmm. how they are going to be hurt mm -hmm. um by by the church but the local church has so much positive impact or can anyways have mm -hmm. so much positive impact on on the on the individual um that it's almost like it's almost impossible to not impact the community because of the impact that they have on the individual um but i would also i would also claim this that you know if if we go to church to as as you mentioned before on the show, Brad, if we go to church to be served by the church to make us feel better about our own faith, then we're putting mm -hmm. our faith in the wrong place. Yeah. Our faith is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If, period. If, Done. It, right, right. Because if your faith is in a pastor, he's going to let you down. Yeah, I will, he's let, let, you, you down. I will let you down. I let myself yes. down. I let my God down. Yeah, and you know, but but uh, but understand that that if if that's if that is ultimately what we're doing, then we 100% are going to reciprocate that by letting people down. And we don't, we don't, we don't have, we don't get the luxury of saying, well, I, I get to do that because I'm not the pastor. No, again, I call bull crap. So, um, a, a healthy I, I, church, a healthy church is a church that makes mistakes. Yes. Is a church that's full of broken people who are seeking redemption. 
redemption through God's story, redemption through abiding in Christ, redemption through forgiving one another for being yep. wronged. Because if yep. you need forgiveness, it's because you you wronged. That's right. right. If you need to give forgiveness, it's because you've been wronged. <laughs> You're not saying when you forgive, that's okay, you did that. You're saying, yeah. I no longer hold it to your charge. Right. Let's come on. And, and and everybody's everybody's learning curve of that mm-hmm. unfortunately is different. And sometimes sometimes we have to take the brunt mm-hmm. of of and I'm just going to say it outright. Sometimes we have to take the brunt of stupid people saying stupid stuff. Yeah. But and but sometimes yeah. we are the stupid person saying stupid stuff. Yeah. And when we realize that we need to own it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but don't stay away from church. Don't here, let me put it this way. Don't stay away from Jesus right. because you've been hurt by religious people. Bingo. Matter of fact, um, he knows all about being hurt by religious people. More than we do. Yeah. And and so and and I see people on one hand, they turn away from Jesus because religious people hurt them. And I always like think that's exactly what happened to Jesus. You've read the gospel, right? <laughs> yeah. You know the religious story. Religious people right. you know suppose yeah. yeah you know how the story goes two if god has sent you to a church and maybe the situation's not great but abide in him with his strength but also acknowledge that maybe he's sending you there to be the church dude or, you know, if he's sending you there, that is what he's right. sending you there for, to right. be the church. So you forgive, you endure, you, when when you're wronged, you don't retaliate. You you, you don't keep that record of, of being wronged. It, when, yeah. you're, when your enemy is, is thirsty, give him something to drink. Um, we don't get to decide how God puts us in situations to live out our no, salvation, we but we do have the choice. To live out our salvation, yeah. yeah, man, and and I think that's that's the thing. <laughs> Go to Jesus now. For yeah. those of you who, because I, I think this needs to be dealt with. This last thing I think I'm going to say, yeah. Um, for those of you who go, well, I'm not. I I still have Jesus, but I'm just I'm done with the church. If if you are my friend, and you come and you say to me, well, I I'm I'm still your friend. But I'm done with Tabby. I'm just going to tell you that's not going to work very well. Right. Because that's my bride. That's my wife. Um, even if she has wronged you. Now, I will try to help you with that reconciliation. And if yeah. she's been wrong, I will lovingly have that conversation with her. Yeah. Yeah. But you cannot just throw my bride away and expect me to just be like, Sure, let's just hang out and be friends, and I'll come over to your house as long as your wife isn't home. That that's not going to work for me. The church is the bride of Christ, and all yeah. her brokenness and all that. Yeah, that's and right. You cannot you cannot be like, oh yeah, Jesus. I have Jesus. Me and Jesus have such a great relationship, but screw his bride. Yeah, this is our podcast. I can use that word. Yeah, uh, that's right. Do no curse word. Sorry if you think it was. I don't mean it's to offend you. But, um, but 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 I mean but but the point stands stands true. And yeah. if you if someone says screw his bride, that means screw yourself because mm-hmm. you are part of the bride. So yeah. all that so, to kind of wrap up here. Um, yep. Again, we I'm want a heavier you episode. To come but to church, 
Go to church. Just Go to church. You. Go to church and love the church. Love the church. Forgive. Trust me, you can. Forgive. Yes. So forgive. Forgive some yeah. hurts. And then realize that, <laughs> that when you forgive, man, the, the one that benefits the most is probably you. Yep. Um, I just got a low battery comment from my computer, dude. That means we got to, we got to wrap it listeners. Um, we love that you love our show as always. Um, Hey, there is a group poll that has been posted on our Facebook group page on Instagram. Let me and Brad know, uh, some of the topics, some of the hot topics even that you want us to cover. Um, but again, we love tuning in with, with each other. Um, we love, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, Brad, I love you, buddy. Love you too. Listeners. Yeah.